0: Shift into an attitude of gratitude. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now, here's your host, three time best selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. everyone, and welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show. As you know, I'm your host, and I am bringing you a special guest today on our show, Lisa Seal. She is the Chief Revenue Officer of Belay, and as a Chief Revenue Officer, she utilizes vast experience of growth management across several industries and various sales environments to work with sales professionals, empowering them to achieve and exceed their targets and help organizations grow. A major goal of Lisa's is helping clients climb higher by giving them the space, time, and energy to grow their business. Aiming beyond increasing profits, Lisa helps businesses increase their reach, provide more jobs, and prioritize their loved ones over the office. She believes that the time, team collaboration and a healthy culture are the core of every department, allowing for extraordinary organizational growth. She is goal-driven, thoughtful, competitive, compassionate leader with a profound love of learning and reading. It is her mission to encourage others so they may achieve all that they dream. Today, we have Lisa with us, the CRO of Ballet, a modern virtual staffing solutions company. As a sales expert, Lisa joined Ballet in 2014 and has always honored collaboration and culture in the workplace. And Lisa's dedication to knowing her why has led her to empowering businesses to achieve, exceed their targets. Welcome, Lisa. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: It's wonderful to uh, have you on the show. And one of the things I just noticed about your presence, and I, I think that this speaks to your bio as well, is that you have this very presence to me, when I see a person's presence, that's very calming, reassured, confident, and I know my stuff. So let's dive in.
1: I love it. <laughs> I hope that's true. Thank oh, you. I'm sure
0: it is. And, you know, I was just sharing with Lisa for all of you listening, we were talking about, I was talking with some friends who are entrepreneurs and talking about the need for virtual staffing or, you know, having that assistant that's going to really streamline things. So this is so timely. Um, so, tell us a little bit more about what Belay is and what is your role there?
1: Yeah, sure. So Belay is a US-based premium staffing company um, who offers virtual assistance and accounting services. So, our our bulk of our business is virtual assistance. Um, we have been remote before remote was cool. Um, we've been remote since 2010. Um, as you can imagine, after the pandemic um, when everybody went remote, we became um, kind of the the place to go to learn how to do it and do it well, um, since we have been doing it very well since, uh, since 2010, I'd like to say. Um, so my role here is, like I said, the chief revenue officer. Um, really, all that means is I oversee the revenue generating department. So for us, that is client relations and sales, of course.
0: So when it comes to common pain points, because I, I know that myself I have a virtual assistant Mm -hmm. and one of the things when I first started it was about being the lone ranger and learning how to do everything yourself and there are some benefits to that because when things go off track I know exactly where to say hey did you check this hey did you push this button Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's times where of course it advances me and I need their help significantly Mm -hmm. so what are some of the pain points that belay is a solution for
1: So, inbox management is probably one of the biggest pain points we hear, Um, and and I'll give you the list of the four and then I'll kind of come back to that because I think that's bigger than what it actually sounds. So, inbox management, calendar management, task management, um, and of course bookkeeping and, and payroll. So, if you think of like all the back office things that a company or a leader needs help with that really they probably shouldn't be doing so that they can focus on their business. Um, Those are the things that people come to us for. And the reason i said inbox management that that doesn't really describe what um that pain point is like the most most people have a crazy inbox right that's how everybody communicates today is through email and you either have tens of thousands of emails that you're never going to get to because half of them are spam um or you um or you just ignore it and, and you know you just clean it out and just start from yeah. scratch and if it's important somebody will reach back out to you um, I like to give a real case scenario so as i'm prepping for our call today and as I'm as i'm even sitting on this call my virtual assistant is in my inbox and she is my triage she's the old school front office. You know gatekeeper, if you will, to me and so she's managing that as i'm busy doing what only I can do um, so that when i'm done with this and I go back to get into my inbox it's not overrun with. The hundred emails that I probably got today, it's narrowed down to the 10 that actually need my attention. Um, and so that that really is the biggest pain point that we see uh, leaders come to us for.
0: You know, it's fascinating because I was just having a visual. <laughs> now, if we looked at our inbox as like a bedroom
1: yeah. or a
0: pantry in the kitchen yeah. pantry or the junk drawer,
1: you right. could say is probably even better. <laughs> yeah, we,
0: we could use this junk drawer as an analogy of what email can look like. Everything's in the one pile and not everybody knows how to set up the rules and actions within Outlook or whatever form that they're using. Sure. But to have someone go in and either, you know, categorize it or bring top to the things that are most important priorities to the top? Or is there maybe emails that, oh, there's a form for that they need to fill out or provide more information versus having that CEO or the person who's head of the company that they're needing to, hey, can you go do this when it can already be done by the time they have that contact? Yes. And that is like a lifesaver because you get to concentrate on your why.
1: Yes, it's a lifesaver, and not only does that allow for me not to be overwhelmed, obviously, when I get back into my inbox, my VA is able to get to know my work world, and and eventually they know who to respond to on my behalf, who do I actually want to have a meeting with, who do I not want to have a meeting with, Um, and that leads to the calendar management, which my VA, Lindsay, I'll just say her name, she's amazing and she's going to make sure that my day stops tomorrow at four o'clock so I can make it to my son's snowboarding game, or race or whatever they call it. So <laughs> it, it's 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 all encompassing, it's my whole world, um, whether it's a doctor's appointment or a meeting for work or something that I actually have to give myself drive time for, she's building all of that from the emails that I'm constantly getting. Um, both personally and professionally,
0: you know, and I think we take for granted that drive time prep time yes. after a meeting, instead of going to the next meeting that you can actually process what are my action items and say, can you, can you put this in my calendars? So, so I have time to work on this. Yeah. And it's that, that buffer zone time. I think that we take for granted and that those are the things that get stuffed in the junk drawer and then you're late and, for events or are you disappointing the kids because you didn't get there on time or you forgot completely about the bake sale that they told you about you know five minutes before you have to be there that's right (laughs) you know and by building and you know this is a curiosity point because I know that there's some points do you have a personal calendar as well as a professional or is it pretty much all in one
1: it is all in one and it's one of the things that we encourage our clients to do because i am just one person i'm not a mom and a wife and then the cro i am i am all of those things all of the time and so right. if my assistant doesn't know that i need to stop my workday at four o'clock so i can drive to my son's game she might book something at four o'clock for me so right. i actually send her my children's school calendar and their sports schedules. And she has it all listed on my calendar. So if there's a half day at school tomorrow, I may not be aware of it, but she has it on my calendar. So now I am
0: brilliant. Brilliant. So tell us a little bit more about how leaders can take back their day. I know, um, one of my coaching clients, actually, this was uh, a few years ago. He said, if I could only manage my inbox, and at the time, he, you know, the company didn't have, he had just been assigned an assistant, but didn't really know how to utilize her. And I'm like, let her take control of your inbox, right? So I would love to hear more pointers about how leaders can take back their day.
1: Yeah, it starts with delegating and letting go. It has to start with that. Um And it was hard for me. I am I am a control freak, as you can imagine. Most (laughs) I think most leaders are. Um, I like to make sure that everything that has my name on it or my signature on it is is up to my standards. And so it was really hard for me to let go of the things that don't require me um, because it still represents me. And so if it's just a simple email responding to somebody um she certainly can do that so i delegate that to her i delegate all of my travel arrangements i i have to let go of some of those things and when you when you're able to put a value to your time as a leader you know for me what does belay pay me boy flights get really expensive if i take time to think about how much time it actually takes to schedule my own travel even if i'm looking for a good deal on that flight it got real expensive real fast because i'm taking my time doing that rather than having somebody appropriately paid to do so so it's really delegating but you have to kind of go through that exercise yourself to determine what should be delegated i actually Mm -hmm. like booking my own travel i really i enjoy it it's fun for me yeah, But it's costing my company way too much money for me to do that. So it's yeah. the right thing to delegate.
0: You know, and I find it very interesting that you say that because, you know, we think, oh, it's such a little task. Why should I delegate it? Yet at the same time, if you put a dollar value to your time, yes. is it best served you to be booking it, even though you like it?
1: Right. You know, and I
0: and I find that fascinating.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's the biggest number one thing that you have to learn to delegate. Um, and if you don't have somebody to delegate to, it's really hard to work that muscle to get comfortable with
0: it. Yeah. What would be some other things that you would be delegating?
1: Um, I delegate my grocery shopping. Um, I I do all my grocery shopping through an app and, and a delivery service, and my VA knows exactly what I need each week. Yeah. Um, but professionally, I delegate uh, pulling reports for me if i'm prepping for a board meeting, or if i'm prepping for uh, a meeting where i'm presenting she's doing all the presentation work for me all the research that goes into that presentation right Um, She works with our it and ops department to make sure that the reporting that I have on my dashboards and our crm are reflective of what she knows i'm looking for Right. lots of spreadsheets in my role. So she she creates those spreadsheets, make sure the formulas are, are operating correctly, making sure that they're updated. Um, and then I also have her as a fly on a wall, which I think most people don't think about. So what I mean by that is, since we are a remote company, I can't walk down the hall and listen to the sales team meeting.
0: Right. But
1: I can have her attend the sales team meeting and give me notes on how that meeting went so that I kind of have a pulse on how one of my departments are doing.
0: Right, so you don't actually have to be there in that meeting because yeah. it's not a value of your time.
1: Right, and it's intimidating sometimes to the team members to have right. you know, a leadership person in the, in the room in this way. Um, my Lindsay is able to be in there taking notes and if there's anything of interest that she thinks I'm gonna wanna know about, she yeah. makes sure that I'm brought into
0: that. Wow. What was the, when did you start delegating things? Like when, when you kno- knew that it was something you needed, like, mm-hmm. I know you joined in 2014, mm-hmm. but was there a moment that I'm like, Hey, look at this list of things. I like to do them or this one. I really don't like to do. I would really like to take it off my plate, but yeah. what was going it's- on for you at the time?
1: that yeah, you decided really that... an evolution um you know i didn't start off being able to do all of those things to just say here you go here here it all here it yeah. all is. um it was an evolution and so the first the first step was inbox and calendar that was pretty simple um and then an expense reporting and kind of all of that weekly stuff that that it doesn't take me to do um i would say it probably took about six months for her to see where I needed the help and so it wasn't just from me it was also proactivity that she showed Mm. up with and a resourcefulness that she showed up with and said hey I don't think it's worth your time to go to a monthly sales team meeting or or you know the weekly sales team meeting once a month why don't I sit in on it and take some notes and report to you if there's anything that you need to be aware of. So it's that kind of relationship that we've built over time that made her realize where I really needed the help. Right. Um, And now, you know, we've worked together long enough. It's a well-oiled machine and two hours ago she she slacked me and said hey you are you ready for your podcast are you ready to do you need anything <laughs> you know I love it here are your notes did you review them did you put your lipstick on you know again yeah, yeah. it's really um but that took time you know to get us to that place where yeah. she's able to be that proactive and know where i want her help or where I should use yeah. her.
0: Sounds me. like we all need a Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know everybody needs a Lindsay.
0: <laughs> you know, um, what are the four signs that you actually need a virtual assistance? Like, I think there's, especially entrepreneurs or people running their own business, they don't have, they either do some contract work, but then they're like, you know, I, it's not a big deal. I could still pull this off. It takes me 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. And we talked about the value of time. And it's not that your, are like you said, your presence can be intimidating, but it also can be a, it's still valuable, but it needs to be really channeled to where that value is going to have the biggest bang for the buck for the business. So what are four signs that people actually need a virtual assistant?
1: Yeah, I would say um, it's missing emails, double booking yourself on your calendar, mm. uh, missing deadlines and for me, the most important is that your business life or your, 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 if it's, you own your business, you're running a business, you're a leader in a business and it starts to bleed into and take over your personal life.
0: Mm. Um,
1: and, and I like to kind of the, the front half of that list, I would say it's really communication. Are you communicating the way you wish you were or wish you should be? Um, are you responding the way you expect your employees to respond to your clients?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, because you're so overwhelmed and you've got 10,000 emails in your inbox, are you really responding at the rate of which you should be? Um, and if you're not, that is a clear sign. Um, and then if you're missing little Johnny or little Sally's play or game because you're running out the door to try to get there on time and you're late. It's, you know, it's how much is your business life bleeding into your personal life where you no longer know where the clear line is.
0: Right. And I, and I think a lot of people have faced that, especially when we've gone virtual that, you know, people had, you know, family life at home and there was a blur in that balance of, okay, when does work stop? And when does, you know, all of a sudden you see dishes in the sink and say, Oh, I can go do some dishes, and then you're off track completely. So I I really appreciate that analogy of that blurred line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why are you passionate about what you do? And what's your why?
1: Yeah, so my I think my passion for um for ballet and what I do here and why I've I've been with the organization for so long is because I've seen the results of what our service provides. Mm-hmm. I have seen clients literally in tears um say mm-hmm. I I finally made it to my daughter's uh I got to be the homeroom mom um, for the first time or or I got to be the assistant coach to my my son's little league team. Um, yeah. I finally got to be able to do that. And by the way, my business is growing at a rate I haven't seen because I'm able to actually focus on the important things in my business. So I'm passionate about it because you see the relief in our clients. Um, and then on the other side of it, the contractors have an ability to work from home, Work part-time based on what they personally need and it's we like to say it's the third option for moms especially you know it's the mom's feeling like they have to choose do i do i be a stay-at-home mom or do i be a working mom thinking they have to leave every day and this gives an an opportunity for them to actually do both where they get to be a mom full-time but they also get to work and, and do something where they feel like they're they're providing for their home as well so that's yeah. kind of twofold yeah. and your why? And my why um simply answered it's my family. Um I I, uh, I everything I do every day, I I every choice I make, every goal I set is so that I, I feel like that I can uh, have that relationship with my family. And as my family grows and gets older, um, I don't want to lose focus of that. Um, So that's, that's, that is my why.
0: And I love that you can sum it up in one word, because I know people struggle with their why. Sometimes that, you know, it's all client focus or it's all outside of themselves that they forget what it is they truly wanted. So how, how do you help people find their why?
1: Um, I'm so, I'm really passionate about this. Um, I, I struggled with that for years, you know, it's the why in the moment, what is my why today? And it really, it's so much bigger than that for me. Um, and so The exercise I went through, gosh, probably 10 years ago was, okay, so what is my why and what does that mean? For me, I was able to look out into my future and have a vision of what I wanted it to look like. What does it look like when my kids are gone and in college? What does that look like? Where am I living? Who's surrounding me? What does my life, quality of life look like? And I had a very clear image of what I wanted that to be, and then 10 years after that, when I'm a grandparent, what does that look like? Um, And I was able to take that vision and drill it down to call it New Year's resolutions or goals that I set each year and make sure that those goals are tied to that vision so that I can ultimately get there. So if you don't have a vision for your future you have to start there you have to have a vision and then you have to make sure that the goals that you're setting for yourself today in this moment whether it's a short-term goal or a long-term goal that it's actually feeding that vision so if i have a, a goal to eat salads every day why so i can be healthy well why well so that in my vision i'm an active participant in that vision 10, 20, 30 years from now. So that is how I think you have to create a why. Um, because willpower will only take you so far, I can will myself to eat a salad every day. <laughs> but exciting. if I use my why, then it's a why power. And why power is way more powerful than willpower, And it, it's more I to me, it's it's longer lasting.
0: And when, when you go off track as well, or have a bad day, if you're able to connect to that why power, then you are able to move through, you're able to move forward connecting. So for example, if you had a bad day at uh, the office or something just went off track personally, you can connect to your why of your family and go back to that vision.
1: Yes, exactly. And it, it, It gives me the energy I need to face another day after a hard day. You know, I I ultimately I work because I have this vision that's going to require financial stability. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm lucky enough to be passionate about what I do and love the company that I work for. But ultimately, if we really drill in, it's so that I can retire someday in a home that I want. So my kids will want to come visit me when they're gone. And bring their kids, their kids around someday. Don't want to go, you know, want to be able to come visit grandma and grandpa. So I have this vision of, of that. And so, yes, it it makes, it makes work exciting.
0: And you know, what I really, I, I really appreciate you sharing today is that you're tying your goals to the why, because, you know, when my son was eight years old and I like to share this story, um, I had been working with a business coach myself and, because um, coaches should have coaches. And uh, what I learned was, I said, you know, the kids keep, I'm driving to their activities and they're like, Mom, I want to spend time with you. Mom, I want to spend time with you. And I'm like, What do you mean? We're in the minivan. We've got the doors locked. You can talk about anything. I can ask you anything. You're not going anywhere. Right. And she said, No, you need to put them on the calendar. So one of the things that I had implemented, and this was in within the first month of doing this, to put everybody in the calendar, whether it be half an hour or an afternoon, but it was dedicated time to that one individual. Yeah. And uh, my daughter, we went shopping. My youngest, we went mini golfing. And then the middle one, my oldest son, he said, I want to go mini golfing too. I said, okay, let's go. So we go mini golfing. We have this great time. Both get a hole in one on the same hole. <laughs> And we're taking selfies with the phone and we get home. And that night I was asking everybody what their wins were. And I always get emotional whenever I share the story, especially in a presentation. Um, I got to him and I said, what's your wins? And he looks me straight and like, it was like right into my soul. (laughs) And he's like, mom, you put me on the calendar. Oh. And I choke up like it, like he's 21 now, but I choke up every single time because I remember seeing his face and how it hit me. And when I think about the relief of not, not, missing out on those specific moments in our lives and that they can say I remember when mom came on this field trip or mom came to this homeroom or dad did this because dad's listened to the show too so I'm not leaving you out that's right Um, the purpose of having someone to help build your calendar or structure that balance for you to still stay connected to your why and I, I really want to thank you because Belay is doing some amazing work in the world by creating and helping people create memories is one of the things that comes to mind for me. Yeah. Um, and doing some of the tasks that we feel that are so mundane that need to get done, you know, excluding someone coming to take out the trash, you know, right. exactly. <laughs> you know, but the groceries, like even some of the personal things, like you know, dry cleaning and we think yeah. of some main core things but some of the things that people can do to leverage that assistance that can change your life and maximize your time as we talk about what belay does yes. that's amazing what, what would be mm-hmm. some additional things that you do like you mentioned your grocery app like for personal stuff what are some personal things that people can also delegate to a virtual assistant
1: Yeah. So, um, really any of your personal appointments, whether it's your haircut or your nail appointment, or, um, I'll take every, I don't know, every six to eight weeks or so, I'll take a Friday afternoon off and book myself. Well, she'll book me a massage. shouldn't say I book myself a massage. She'll book me a massage. She handles all of my, um, all of my, uh, PTO requests. So it, you know, she goes into the system and, and, does all of that for me so that if I decide to take a half a day off, I'm not the one that has to go log into our portal and all. she handles all of that for me. Um, right. You know, it's 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 endless. I mean, there anything that you are willing to expose somebody to or trust somebody with in your personal life. Um, is really not, nothing's off the table. One of the things that I love is when I travel for work, um, my husband and I both work from home. just, you'd think that we would talk more since we're both in the same house (laughs) during the day, so he would know when I was traveling. But one of the things that she does for me that I love is when I'm traveling, she sends him a calendar invite that says Lisa will be in Atlanta. And so he knows well ahead of time for the entire year what my travel schedule is, and I didn't. I wasn't the one that told him. He actually got that from Lindsay. Right. So that's that's a big one. Um. So making sure that that he is aware of my work schedule, um, without me actually having to tell him, it's just all part of his, of, of right. the m- ensuring I'm organized in 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 the family too.
0: Yeah. And, and that creates that cohesion too, that yeah. if there's, let's say, and I, and I don't know, I'm going to make an assumption that she can also put those uh, sport sporting events or activities yeah. in his calendar as well. So it allows you both to be, or sometimes you can't both be there, but right, you know that it's oh, happening oh, yeah. so that you can have that conversation with your child after to say, Hey, how was that? Yeah. Or tell me more. Right. And Really, I think we take for granted that, you know, we get so involved in our roles, whether it be uh, the work role, whether it be the mom role or the dad role, that sometimes you can lose your identity, even in your inbox. <laughs> because yeah. There's so many things to do. And then the second shifts of, you know, medical appointments, dental appointments, keeping everybody on track. So Here's to saying don't be a lone ranger. Here's to saying you know allow people to help you. Yes. What what do you here are the biggest barriers or the misnomers of why people don't reach out for a virtual assistant?
1: Um, I would say the the trust factor. It mm-hmm. takes it takes time for somebody to feel they can um, open the world up to to a stranger essentially. Right. Um, I think that's one of the things that belay. Um, Brings to the table is that yes, you do have to trust, but you also have a company backing that person. So if that person's the wrong person, yeah. you're not going back to square one and having to place an ad in a and you know on Indeed or anything else and and vetting new applicants. You're actually just going back to your account manager and saying this isn't working for me. Do you have somebody else? Yeah. And so it's the beauty of having that. So we are able to help somebody build that trust quicker. Um, And then the other barrier is just just the that control freak that i mentioned you know just not wanting to let go because you think it's easier just to do it yourself rather than to explain how to do it but you have to look you have to have a a a longer view of what that looks like because the right person you only have to explain it once um maybe twice and then and then it's done you know, and, and so you don't have to show them how to do it again two months from now. Um, and so I think it's that in the moment and in the impulsivity, it's just easier to do it yourself. Yeah. But the long-term of that is not positive.
0: And I really love that you bring that up because it is the long-term view and the same thing with your actions for your family and connecting the goals to the why again, is if you're looking at your long-term goals. Is what I'm doing today supporting that goal or is it just a distraction? Is it just something that fills up some time in my calendar? And uh, then it allows you to have more time to have some self-care, take care of yourself, read books, Mm -hmm. you know, develop relationships, have the girlfriend time that I think sometimes gets put aside until you retire. And then it's like, okay. It was, and people talk about how it's so much harder to build friendships and things as an adult than when we yeah. were kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of the things um, you mentioned self-care, one of the things that Lindsay does it, this is, this has been a newer um, evolution, I guess, of our, of our, uh, our relationship is I have, she has walking time on my calendar. Um, oh, nice. And if she sees me, in my inbox or in our uh in our Slack system talking to somebody during that time, she'll text me and say, Is there a reason you haven't stepped away from your desk?
0: I love it. I You're love supposed it.
1: to be walking right now. Yeah. Everything okay? Can I help? Yeah. Do you need me to do something so that you can step away? And so it's somebody, it's almost an accountability partner um, that I have with her because she wants to ensure that her leader is is going to be able to sustain you know yeah. doing the job so it's it's an amazing thing again it takes time to get there but um it's just invaluable
0: so a couple of things um that accountability is huge and to have someone call you out <laughs> when you are supposed to be doing something else is um uh, a big thing, because I, I remember in an office, I, there was a one of the executive directors had this assistant, and I just admired her. Mm-hmm. I just watched her, because she'd go in and say, here's your lunch. I've heated it up. You need to stop, because <laughs> she would keep going. She wouldn't have a meal, yes. because she's mm-hmm. so engrossed in her mm-hmm. thing, and realizing that she, she wasn't doing what she needed to do. So I love that, because when people are passionate about their work, they can really neglect some of the self-care, maybe not intentionally, but just because they're so involved in the next thing. And uh, one of the questions I have for you is: Does everyone get trained as a virtual assistant to? And you know, I'm sure you develop relationship with what people want and not don't want. But do they get trained to say, "Hey, this is what you have on your calendar. I notice you're doing that."
1: Yeah, um, I don't know that I would use the word trained as much as I would use the word coached and okay. given permission to. And so it it was a conversation that I had with Lindsay and said, hey, you have permission to call me out when you that. see I'm not doing something that I'm supposed to be doing. And, and she actually, about a month ago, um, in my inbox, she noticed I was archiving newsletter type emails. And she said, I just wanted to let you know that I counted... 27 emails that you ever archived today that you never opened, which means you shouldn't have touched them because I could have done that for you. You know, so again, it's that accountability piece. How much time did you spend doing that? That took you away from whether it was after dinner and you were ignoring your husband and on your phone, or if it was during the day when you should have been doing something in a report. Um, So it's giving them that permission to do it. So it's not as much yeah. training. Now, we at Belay do give our, our VAs lots of coaching and and tee right. them up to be able to develop this with their client um but it is it does have to come the permission has to come from the client.
0: Yeah. So, a couple words that stand out for me um throughout this interview about what Belay and and the virtual assistants really can provide for people. Um not only the results, but the words I hear is proactive. Mm-hmm the accountability and permission. So you're developing this relationship and, you know, we teach people how to treat us. So we, when we really want to have this cohesion of someone lifting things from our lives, we have to be able to say, I trust you. I trust you. These are the things that I hope for. And then when there's that opportunity where they can see, cause you, you don't always see the habits that you catch get Correct. into right and to have someone proactively from outside say I noticed this mm-hmm. and you can't I don't know about you but I'd be like I had no idea right Right. Yeah, I
1: had no idea thank you for telling me right
0: yeah that's pretty amazing mm-hmm. so just for our audience sake I know um I know very little about this but I'd love for you to share a little bit about what slack is and oh, yeah. how, how it's used in your business.
1: Yeah, so Slack is a um, a communication tool, and it it is basically an IM. It's an instant messenger, um, and it, we have it set up with channels um, within our organization. And so we have our our ballet All team, which is where uh, will our HR department will celebrate anniversaries, or a leader will celebrate a team member's birthday, um, and then we have you know of course one on one uh slack channels where you're just aming an, an individual um but then we also have all of our team slack channels so we have an executive right. team slack channel lead team and so really it's just an instant messaging we use that for all of our internal communication so we try to limit the number of emails that we have mm. going around internally. We like would like to get to a point where our email is really only used for external communication right. outside of the organization.
0: And that's so valuable, like to think of streamlining time that, you know, and it might not be instant response time because it's like text. Like if you're working on something, <laughs> you're not going to be able to, you know, jump on it right away. But to be able to communicate something while a thought pops in your mind. Right. So I can see how that is of value. Right. So one of the things that I love to ask everyone who comes on the show, not only for my own purposes, but to share with our audience, what is one book that has really um, been a significant book in your life that has either changed the way you thought about things or really helped you focus on who the person you're stepping into being?
1: Um, I would have to say uh, 21 Irrefutable Laws uh, by John Maxwell was probably the most powerful leadership book I ever read. It helped me define in my early years as a leader what type of leader I naturally was and how I um, use that to uh, my fullest ability for, for my team members and for myself to get the most out of it. Um, but that was, that's probably the most powerful book I have ever read. It's one of those books that I have read several times. Yeah. Um, and, and it it just really is very impactful.
0: Okay. Well, the next question I have for you is what does it mean to live rich from the inside out?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I'm going to tie it back to my why for me living rich means I have a richness in the relationships that I see as important. Um, You know, obviously my family, my children, my, my, um, my husband, my extended family, my parents. um, I, I, to me, that's, that is, that is the most uh, rewarding thing that I can possibly do is to feed those, those relationships and feel good about those.
0: Beautiful. Now, our final question is, how can someone stay in touch with Belay or, you know, get on board with utilizing them as a service?
1: Yeah, so BelaySolutions.com is the the best place to go. And we have BelaySolutions.com slash delegate, which is our free delegation tool to help somebody kind of go through the exercise of how to start delegating and what to start delegating. It kind of asks the question like you mentioned earlier of, um, you know, I liked to do this, but is it the best use of my time? And it kind of is a little exercise that teaches you how to kind of go through that. So belaysolutions.com slash delegate.
0: Okay, and I'll put that in the show notes so that everyone can grab that as well. Lisa, it's been such a pleasure to have a chance to dive into your world, learn about ballet, as well as some you know, personal tips as well to, to help people move forward and truly living the lives that they want. And I think the most biggest takeaway for me is to remind people that connecting those goals to your why. Is there any final words you'd like to share, share with everybody before we sign off?
1: No, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Happy New Year. I uh, wish you the very best. I, I really appreciate this time. It's been wonderful.
0: Awesome. Thank you again. That was Lisa Seal from Bellet. And everyone, you can pop over to my website at www.debrakosowski.com, where I have a 10-page Reset Your Mindset guide for you to whenever you feel like you're off track or you need to get re-centered on your day to just pop in your email and you will get that automatically so that you can have something there to support you at any time. As Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you wish to be in the world and as for Lisa and myself, we go out and wish you a great day.